This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, April 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Kelly. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack flies to Japan today for a meeting of G7 agriculture ministers. AgriPulse Bill Thompson reports he'll be spending much of his time there addressing possible issues with the Trans-Pacific Partnership. Vilsack's agenda includes urging Canada to stick with its commitments to allow increased access for U.S. dairy products. Vilsack also plans to reassure his counterparts that the Congress will eventually ratify the TPP. Vilsack seeks to speed EU negotiations. In an exclusive interview with Thompson, Vilsack also said he's been telling European leaders in recent meetings that the U.S.-EU trade negotiations must accelerate if there's going to be a deal before President Obama leaves office. Vilsack said, quote, people have to get serious about it. In meetings with leaders from Britain, France, and Germany, Vilsack said he's emphasized that the United States needs more access in Europe for U.S. beef and EU acceptance of the antimicrobial washes that U.S. chicken processors use to prevent contamination. Conaway appeals across the ideological divide. House Agriculture Committee Chairman Mike Conaway is reaching across the ideological divisions to make the case that there should be some common ground between conventional agriculture and some of its biggest critics. The Texas Republican was the dinner speaker last night for the Food Tank Summit. He said that both sides of the policy debate should be able to agree that food waste needs to be addressed. Conaway said tackling food waste in this country should be a nonpartisan issue. Conaway also challenged industry critics. He said policymakers must take into account the impact that policies can have on food prices and the poor. Conaway also said there's a lot of public confusion about ambiguous terms such as local and natural. Conaway noted that a recent Florida newspaper investigation found that food marked as local often isn't. Conaway said we have to be honest and clear with the public. Right now, there is confusion at every stage of this process, and we all share some level of responsibility for that. Feed the Future Authorization Clears the Senate. The Obama administration is on the verge of winning congressional authorization for its $1 billion a year Feed the Future initiative. The Senate approved a two-year authorization bill late yesterday by voice vote. The House passed a one-year authorization last week. Both bills require the development of a government-wide strategy for boosting food production and improving nutrition in target countries. The Senate bill also would formally authorize an emergency food aid account that isn't bound by restrictions in the Food for Peace program. Senate backers hope the House will approve the Senate bill as is and send it to the White House. Energy negotiations face tough talks on land conservation. Cattle producers are angry that the Senate sweeping energy bill includes permanent authorization of the Land and Water Conservation Fund. LWCF is the main federal funding source for public land acquisitions. Tracy Bruner, president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, said that new federal land acquisitions without adequate funding for ongoing care and maintenance is just irresponsible. Senate Energy and Natural Resources Chairwoman Lisa Murkowski of Alaska says the conservation fund is likely to be one of the toughest issues when House and Senate negotiators sat down to settle differences between the Senate bill and the legislation that passed the House. But Murkowski also says the biggest hurdle to negotiating a compromise bill is the relatively small amount of time that Congress will be in session this year. A former FDA official says... The agency would embrace GMO education. 
a longtime senior official at the Food and Drug Administration, says he doesn't think the agency would have any problems with being ordered by Congress to educate consumers on the safety and benefits of GMOs. The House Fiscal 2017 Spending Bill for FDA earmarked $3 million for FDA to promote consumer acceptance of biotech foods. Joseph Levitt, a former director of the FDA Center for Food Safety and Applied Nutrition, says the agency believes in the safety of the products. They should be doing the public education. Levitt now is a partner in the law firm Hogan & Lovells. Nestle removing some GMOs. Nestle says it's going to start removing GMOs from its ice cream. That means high fructose corn syrup and no beet sugar. Cane sugar is in. But with Vermont's GMO labeling law taking effect in July, Nestle still hasn't said when it will start labeling its products that have biotech ingredients. The company said in a statement to AgriPulse that while it hasn't announced plans to implement GMO labeling, the company will be in compliance with laws and regulations. Nestle ice cream brands include Dryers and Haagen-Dazs. Here's today's He Said It. We need to begin talking to one another, speaking the same language, and empowering consumers, producers, and everyone to do the things we can all agree on. And that's doing what's best and right for the American producer, our planet, and those less fortunate than ourselves. That's House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway in a speech to Food Tank Summit attendees. That's Daybreak for this Thursday, April 21st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson, and Millet, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.